Hey everybody, how's it going? Thank you for tuning in to This Is Real with Juan Martinez, a.k.a. Dr. Love. And I'm Stephanie Ray. Welcome back, everyone. Man, Stephanie, you know what? Every show keeps getting better. I'm excited about... Uh, we got a few letters this yeah, past week that we were super dope. Reading them and hearing from you guys. Yeah, I got I I should have remembered the name. I dropped the ball on that one, but I do <laughs> we'll remember get, we'll the story. I remember show. the story. Mm-hmm. The story is he wrote us a letter and he was like, "Hey, I'm so excited because I guess when we were on years ago, right. um, he was listening to the show when it was called Get Wrapped in Real Talk, and mm-hmm. uh, he's like, man, you know, I was I guess he was going through the dials yeah. on a different day and years later like the dude's still incarcerated mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's like years later he hears the show and he's like oh man it's it's Juan Martinez you know which was kind of neat <laughs> because you yeah. know I don't know it was cool to know that our show is in, that impactful you right. know that our topics you know we try to keep it always as real as we well not as real we keep it pretty keep real. It real you know I feel like in the world everybody says keep it real but it's like a lie yeah. you know so here we try to just give you raw truth Plus, our guests are always uh, so broad. So different, yeah. And it's complete, like, On the spectrum. diverse spectrum. Yeah, that's yes. exactly what yeah, I was yeah, going to say. Just all sorts of, you know, we have professionals, we have new believers, we have pastors, we've got yeah. artists, we have yeah. authors, police authors, chiefs, all sorts police of stuff. chiefs, rappers, <laughs> cooks, Everything. chefs, yeah. all of the above, yeah. fitness. So True. we kind of keep it. We're like Seinfeld. Do you remember? You, are you? I I knew mm, Seinfeld. Yeah. I didn't watch it. It was, it was like the show about everything. It was just the show but about yeah, everything. It, was it didn't have a Kramer. I remember you know, Kramer. The yeah. show about everything. You never knew what you were gonna get. Mm-hmm. You know, just All sorts everything. Of stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so that's us. Yeah. So I this guess. week we've got um, special special guests. Special right? special guests. I think everyone you know is, but you know we we like to have a little bit of uh, background of yeah. who. Who it is and why they're yeah, on the I show. Yeah, I think God has right? a sense of humor. Because he's connected so, me with two people that are impactful yeah. in my life, that are good friends, that one was like ex-narcotics, uh-huh. you know? And then this gentleman here, uh, who, uh, you know, is planting a church. Just, they do all kinds of stuff. He's also the, it was, they together collectively published Beyond the Yellow Brick Road. Yes. Did you know that? Woo! Come on, pa pa pa. Thanks to this wonderful publishing company yeah. and this amazing couple that now um, what we're doing with the radio, with the book, and being able to get it into the hands of those that are incarcerated, you, you guys made it possible. So yeah, you guys. Without yeah, further ado, Dr. Scott Silvery and Leah Silvery. Yeah. Welcome, guys. Thank you. you guys are How are y'all doing? Incredible, man. You guys look <laughs> amazing. No, we're excited amazing. to be here. Hey, this okay. Is very cool. So I wanted to just ask. Um, before we kind of jump into stuff, I kind of, you know, I want to hit rewind. It's kind of like the movie that started and then it goes back. Sure. Okay, so that's what we're going to do a little bit. So, tell us a little, we'll start with you. Okay. Um, tell us, uh, what are some of the things you do today? Okay, so I'm a, a full-time author. Yep. Nice. And that is, that's my my day job. Yep. Um, I've written almost 80 books. So I write wow. uh, mystery, thriller, suspense. Yep. Cool. And uh, that's what I do. I just make up stuff and kill people on the page. <laughs> and how many, How many? Uh, you got about, what, 38? Uh, 39. Best- oh, 39, 39 bestsellers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's an accomplishment. It is. That's a that's a big accomplishment. Yeah. And, you know, that's pretty good. That's yeah. really good. You got to admit that. I think it's awesome. And it's funny that you said to kill people on page because obviously <laughs> you think of Stranger Than Fiction, right? That's <laughs> like the funniest movie ever. But I, that's me. You it's know? very true. Mm-hmm. Very, very true. true. It's all this creativity. Yeah. And so, um, Dr. Scott, what is it that uh, what is it that you currently do? 
and you used to be yeah tell you? us who you maybe not who you yeah who you were in the standpoint of police chief because i think that's kind of neat yeah mm-hmm. no i was uh, i retired in 2015 as a chief of police after 26 years in law enforcement and wow 12 of those i worked undercover and yep. 16 during that i was also a swat commander and then uh in 2015 god told me to retire and i had four years left to a full 30-year pension mm-hmm. my city had just given me a four-year contract all i had to do was breathe and show up wow. and i would have had a very lucrative retirement and god said you're out come to work for me and i did i walked off with four years left and uh, and i've been lee and i've been serving him ever since mm-hmm. wow, wow. That's how long have you guys been married eight years eight years, years. i keep having to think about it like <laughs> doing math yes Hey, so awesome. so I want to know a little bit about because I you guys okay you have books too right Doctor Scott mm-hmm. how many books you got I have I've written about forty seven books. Yo, it takes me like for I'm like oh wow, like hurting yeah, and then yeah, this yeah. Is, that, I just here's a book and here's a book and here's another book a breath a, <laughs> bre- a book of breath books, yeah. yeah they breathe books <laughs> like Scott's like brilliant on the nonfiction side of things like yeah. he really reaches like especially men he's got yeah. a lot of uh, nonfiction books for men and and just conquering strongholds and past pain and all of these mm-hmm. kind of things that men deal with. And what's so. your thing? Like when you write books, what's like your common theme? Like what do you want yeah. the reader to get? Like You know, I really do. Uh, reaching men is the first thing. Okay. Um, just helping them recover from their lives of past pain, how to break free, how to step into the power that God, that God wants us to walk in. It's really good. Uh, especially as men, as husbands and dads, and then also uh, in marriage. Really, yeah. really want men to step up as the husbands that we were created and meant to be. Mm-hmm. So wow. almost, almost all my writing is focused to men, and collectively we'll write them marriage books. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's I what's up. I, I mean, think. you guys have been in like TV shows and everything, right? I just saw yeah. what was it, Daystar and all that, talking about your marriage. That's yeah, pretty dope. No, that was a cool thing. We've been on TBN and Daystar this year. It was yeah, yeah. drive through history with that's Dave Scott, awesome. and now this is real. Yeah. <laughs> and now this is real. Like that's the triumph, right? <laughs> Come, that's yeah. like, you know, that was okay, but now, bah, 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 this is real. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing, you guys. Um, obviously, you writing all these books. You know, when you when you got married, were you guys like saved? Uh, was it like you know what, what does this look like how long y'all know each other uh going on 10 years now 10 years wow. yeah. okay and so was it boom you guys a whole new world you're like wow you're hot you're hot and then everything's awesome well, when you say hot like we were a hot mess is what we were <laughs> <laughs> so yes but different yes. yes so yes we were hot yes. <laughs> but you know like the thing like so when we met you know scott was newly chief of police and he was at the top of his career and and I was at that time one of the best-selling romance authors in the world wow. and so I was at the top of my career yeah. and so it just made sense yeah that we should be at the top together oh you nice know? nice so um that was the the outside surface right. of yeah. everything but the truth was is that we had a whole lot of like <laughs> like cases Junk and cases drawers. yeah like in our baggage was nasty trash and and garbage and Mm -hmm. yeah and at the top so you guys are at the pivotal but inside you're not at the top no no. that's so that's good stuff yeah and you know we were both saved i mean we'd both Mm -hmm. we were both believers and and i think that's that was the only thread Mm -hmm. that kept us tethered together was our faith in christ Mm -hmm. yeah um even even if we weren't living for Christ. Sure. We were well, you guys, in Christ. Were, what it sounds like is you guys like were saved, but you guys weren't healed right. from a lot of things, oh, right? Sure. Right. Sure. 
And we weren't. We were still walking and in past pain and yeah. and sin and all kind, you know, darkness, all kinds of things that that we kept from each other until we got married. And then oh, you can't. Oh, not the classic well, boom. Well, you, yeah. hey, you, 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 here you go. <laughs> you know. And at the same well. time, we're dragging you know all of our children along into oh, this journey. To this journey. Yeah. yeah. They're like, it's so, going to be fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How old were your children whenever you guys met? Our youngest was three. And then our oldest, oldest was, what, 11? Yeah. 10 oh, or 11. Wow. Yeah. So wow. very young. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 No. And then you have Max. Yeah, yeah, he was right in the middle. <clears throat> he was right in the middle. Right in the middle. He has yeah. Down syndrome. and Everybody's two and, years apart, yeah. oh. including wow. Max. And it was neat, though. You know, I mean, as jacked up as we were. Like our kids were amazing, mm-hmm. yeah. And and so you know my son, you didn't jack them up yet. That's no, what, that's no. What, you know they got <laughs> saved, they got saved actually yeah. from. Yeah. That was amazing. Was I mean, scared. just just that, that that. But you know, we always talk about God takes care of every little detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my mother, who had passed away twenty something years prior, Max never knew my mom, and my my nieces called her Nani, Nani, and I yeah. never heard anyone else called Nani. So when we started dating, and, and Max, you know, he has Down syndrome, and he never understood really the concept that his dad has a mom. Yeah. He, he just knew the word Nani. Nani would love you. Nani, Nani, Nani. So after we mar- uh, met, and they were coming down to visit her kids and her mom for Mardi Gras to yeah. visit the first time, I'm like, like, what do I call your mom? I don't know. She goes, well, the kids call her Nani. Wow. No, and I was way. like, mm, God takes care of <laughs> every <laughs> detail. Yeah. That's fire. That so so Max meets her, and all he knows is this is the woman that he's always been told loves him. Mm-hmm. So what? Okay, so obviously we're gonna put some of these baggage out because what? So what? Ha- we're gonna put some of these. <laughs> we're gonna unpack these suitcases. Yeah, well, because because I feel like there's a lot of people who are trying to uh, have a good marriage, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's a lot of external things, right? Like if we get, mm. and, and it's cool that you guys are like, we're at the top of our game. So it's mm-hmm. like, if I get this job and you have yeah, a job and we both are like band-aid. houses and we have yeah. this, then we're going to have the best marriage in the world. Yeah. But that's not what you guys are saying. You guys yeah. are saying you guys were at the top of your careers right. and now the work began. Tell us a little bit about that. Like yeah, what was yeah. some of the struggles early in your relationship? Yeah, yeah you know, for me coming from, I came from a childhood of, of very dysfunction, very violent um, abuse yeah. my whole life, my whole childhood. And, and I, you know, just that I hated being a victim. So my law enforcement career was probably centered a lot around protecting people from being victimized wow. as well as chasing down and hunting victimizers. But that left me with like a, a, a messed up inside i was so messed up because you were like an interrogator right yeah that was one of my specialties was was interrogation and just just delving into the human psyche almost super fun when you're married (laughs) oh wow (laughs) i'm just like yo that's a good book yeah good movie like uh you know (laughs) just like uh, like one of those victims like where does intense interrogation fit into your love language right right? right. yeah yeah yeah. that's my love language intense interrogation (laughs) it's it's not fun so you were going through uh uh, abuse, all this stuff. So you're a cop. You're trying to protect. Yeah, and then you know, then I was struggling with PTSD just from violence on the job. And mm-hmm. and when you're in the culture, it it could be law enforcement, it mm-hmm. could be ministry, it could be yeah. any culture you're within. You get to normalize bad behavior because yeah. the culture mm. protects culture. Well, when we got married, all of a sudden she's an outsider to the culture, and she's like, something doesn't smell right. I know it's cool, but we're but I'm a cop. No, it doesn't smell right. Mm-hmm. And then once we got married, and I and, and I retired. <laughs> I had no badge to hide behind. I no longer yeah. had culture. 
to deal with wow. to protect me. You got and some books in that too, huh? Yeah, big time. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's not just for law enforcement because we all do that. Yeah. We all hide behind a persona. Mm-hmm. We stick our, our dirty clothes under a rug for so long, and at some point, they've got to come out if yeah. you want to be healed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's when, when we came together. That's what I was facing that. And, and, you know, a big part of what I went through was a wilderness season. Like, and even Leah, too, we all do that. We right. were so grounded in our profession. Like you said, if I get a new job or a raise, it'll make me, you know, I'll, yeah, be, better. I'll be better. But all, you know, and you take that away and then ask, who are you? And you don't have a clue. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I went through that. Like in my city, people would cater to me because I was a, because of what You're I did. Chief. I was a chief. I retired. We moved to Dallas. I can't get a booth at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> wow. And what I realized it was changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. all my identity was not grounded in whose I was. It was what I did. Mm-hmm. So wow. God had to heal me of that. So that sourced crisis. you too. Yeah. When you when you get stuck in that kind of place and, and in anything, that becomes your source. That's yeah. why when people get moved in position or something happens, even in ministry, people get bent out of shape. Yeah. It's because they weren't really sourced in Christ. They were sourced in what they did. Right. So if that changes, they fall apart, right? That's They're right. sourced in a relationship. And the relationship changes, you fall apart. It's like, oh, you really weren't grounded in Christ, right. you know? Right. Um, so what did that wh- look like for you, Leah? Yeah. Because well, you two I, were at the top of your... <laughs> I was, but I, I saw myself start to, to shift because, um, I mean, we did. We had everything that we could have wanted. Mm-hmm. We had money that we didn't know what to do with. And, yeah. I mean, private schools and cars and houses and, and all of these things. And and I I was a single mom of four kids. And so, I mean, I've always been very independent, very strong. And I mean, I, I created my company, you know, I, yeah. I got where I was, was going and, and, um, and I was a believer as a child. I grew up in church and, but I left, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And, um, and so I had like kind of straying. And then when I had children, I'm like, oh, y'all need to be in church, you know, <laughs> as, but I was not living for Christ. And, yeah. and so, but I found like the strong me after we got married, okay. um, because Scott was so strong that it was a constant clash and so we like we got to the point where i didn't even recognize the person i'd become Mm. because he was dealing with ptsd and when when that comes along you're dealing with abuse you're dealing with i mean we dealt with um sexual addiction Mm -hmm. infidelity i mean all of these things that just one after the other started coming and then um i was a victim yeah you know and then you realize like i don't even know who i am like how do i get out of this yeah. You know, and at the same time, you have that anchor in Christ that's like, I don't want you to get out of this. Y'all fix this. You know, like. So you remained yes. because of the anchor in Christ yeah. while having to face these things. Yes. Right. Yeah. There's no running away. Right. You know, for you to for you to overcome, you can't run away from that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And so how did you guys do that? How, well, what I, was like some of your first steps? Right. Like, because you <laughs> I mean, right. It sounds like there was a moment where you're just like, yeah. <sighs> Right. And I think moving to Dallas was the, the first. We took ourselves out of the, the environment. Out of the village. The environment. Yeah, yeah, out of the, the environment. toxic environment. Yeah, because, uh, you know, South Louisiana, I mean, it. I, I don't think Scott realized because he grew up there. But there's uh, there's such a demonic oppression in mm. that area. And, like, we feel it when we go down. It's almost like this thing's clinging to you when you go wow. down. It's so strong because, mm. you know, like the voodoo and the, the Catholicism, all the like all yeah. of these things, you know. And um, and it's just a, a hodgepodge of religions and demonic activity and wow. and we when we pulled ourselves out of that and we're like oh you know like we can kind of see clearly right. breathe clearly and then it was really like a year of 
of like he was saying, like kind of that wilderness of like, all right, what do we do? And when everything kind of came to light, I think everything kind of came to light in Dallas once we had moved, once the, the veil had been torn off and we had some clarity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then God started revealing things a little bit at a time. And, um, and really our, our church out of Louisiana, they were like, look, we're not going to let y'all. I mean, they, they didn't do what a lot of churches do, which yeah. is, mm, that's messy. I'm stepping yeah, back. Yeah, stepping back. They <laughs> jumped know, in with they you. They jumped yeah. in. Wow. They did. They did. That's really good. And so we yeah, went into counseling, and, and um, we recommend counseling for everybody. We love it. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you know, we, and, and again, we did. We, we never walked away from church together. Mm-hmm. We, just, we just, we stuck in, and we just clung to it. And even when it was super messy, we just kept going. We kept going. We kept believing and believing. And you and I talk about, like, what does is, what is trusting God look like? Yeah. And, and it doesn't mean that he's going to give you everything you want or he's going to agree with you or even that he's going to answer you. But just you never turn your back on him. That's it. And that's where that trusting relationship mm-hmm. is built. So no matter how bad it got, and it got bad, we never turned our back. We never turned away. And and then really the I think the – the key point for me was I went to Leah one day and I just told her, I'm like, I said, not if, but when I kill myself, I'm not going to leave a mess for you and the kids. Wow. I just, and to be able to come to your wife and confess and be Mm -hmm. open, like if not her, who, you know? And and she's like, look, we're going to get you help. And, and that's where that professional Christian counseling really walked us through a lot of stuff because you know you do you learn that you can't you can't tell somebody struggling snap out of it you need to behave Mm -hmm. and get over it you don't just time doesn't heal all wounds yeah you've got to walk some stuff out Mm -hmm. and sometimes it takes professional help sometimes it takes counseling sometimes just discipleship but it's recognizing the level of help that you need Mm -hmm. it's really good we're really gonna uh, take a quick break and then we'll be right back with Dr. Scott. I got more questions. Very... I got more questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there's that hand. <laughs> I'm telling you, you, you know, you guys don't see it, but you know, if it wasn't for our media team and just shout out to my media yeah, guy and G. and G, they're just always like making sure everything sounds good, and then you always see that hand that goes. And you're wrong. <laughs> it's just the hand, though. You don't yeah. ever see Marco. I feel you like just the hand see is better than the little red light that just says on air. Uh, yeah, that's true. I like the hand. It kind of reminds yeah. me like of Thing. The, you know, the, the little <laughs> thing. You know, he's just like, boom. Yeah. You know, as long as I think of, um, G isn't counting us off. What's but, you know, home improvement it's a whole story. with the guy, the neighbor that oh, always Wilson. sees that? Wilson. I think oh, of Wilson. that when I see Marco. Maybe we should give him a little wall or something. <laughs> a little fence. Yeah, just a little fence. And so, hey, you know, we're going to jump in some segments here soon, but I wanted to... Just ask one more question when it came to like counseling. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things you guys have learned uh, from that that you didn't know then that you learn now by way of your experiences? Because yeah. mm-hmm. it's, it's true. A lot of people hear counseling, they think that, oh, no, we're, we're fine. We don't need counseling. And I yeah. think thankfully we're as a society we're growing and even as believers mm-hmm. we're growing more into you know taking away the taboo from counseling mm-hmm. so i think it's cool that you guys share because in mind you made it come on eight yeah. years you're still yeah. going well, you're yeah. still going i know you know I, th- I think for us was well number one it was a christian marriage counselor mm-hmm. yeah, yeah the fact that, that everything matters. that matters Absolutely. that really truly matters and and you know going in if you have to be teachable because mm-hmm. like i never forget the first day we went and i'm like Okay, I'm gonna play this guy. He was a younger guy. Oh yeah, you know? and you're the interrogator too. And I'm gonna play. The, I'm gonna play. Look, I had on all my Harley Davidson. <laughs> poor guy. Right? Oh, <laughs> poor guy. But all the thing. I mean, you know, even taking yeah. an elevated position, so I have a dominant position over him in the room, and Dang. arms crossed when I didn't like what he said, and and he spent a little time with her, then she left, and a little time with me, and I'm like, 
we're going to walk out of here and he's going to tell her what a great guy I am. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to go home and get back to living. And I, and I played the game. And look, at the end, he goes, he goes, man, you're, you got a really dynamic personality. I'm like, yeah, thanks, right? He goes, but you can get up and leave and don't come back. I'm like, what? Like, Whoa. I didn't anticipate that. Yo, that's a good, yo, I have man, to do that. Oh, my goodness. But you know goodness. what he says? He, goes, he says, you, don't, you do not have a teachable spirit. He's nothing, he said, there's nothing I can or will do for you. Write wow. that down. And he said, so oh, go Lord. explain to your wife that, that y'all can't come back. And look. You go and you, you the, the same, the <laughs> wife, oh, I'm feeling that. I mean, the wife that you have crushed to dust mm. with your illegitimate behavior, now you've got to scoop her up and tell her we got kicked out of marriage counseling <laughs> because of your unteachable attitude? Yeah. Look, you wow. want to talk about conviction and humility? Mm. It was. And I, and I had to call back and apologize to him. And there's and probably a few conversations that you look if we you're probably having a few conversations before he says that to you that says something like, you know, if this don't work, you know, we're done. You know, this counseling's gotta happen. And then he's we, like, Go. You're like, No, no, no. We knew <laughs> it was go. There, there was no more there was no options. Yeah, yeah. Like we had burned the ships. Counseling was gonna be what got us to the next side of the mm-hmm. island and and so to to have been kicked out because of but the truth was I was I was unteachable. Yeah. Right. It was self-preservation at that point. Mm-hmm. It wasn't healing for the marriage. It was, I'm going to get through this and yeah. still be me. Well, me wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so your advice, if you're going to go a uh, Christian counselor and you've got to be teachable, otherwise you're wasting money and time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was that? I'll go for oh, it. Oh, no, no, no. Were you going to go? I, I, I was going to ask yeah. um, you know, because you, you were aware that you weren't being teachable, right? So right. how did you shift that perspective? Because I feel like it takes a lot of, yes, humility yeah. to admit that. But then now what do I do? Dang, somebody told me that I don't, I'm not really teachable now. How did you shift your yeah. mindset or yeah, maybe was your just, heart there? It was conviction. Yeah. It was conviction mm-hmm. that I knew, you know, a lot of times when you get wrapped up in that past pain and addiction, mm-hmm. like, you know you're doing wrong. You want to do right, but you don't know how to do it, right? Okay. And that's where the counselor comes, just those course corrections we talk mm-hmm. about. Yeah. So it was it was that conviction that I was coming in there with the wrong attitude. Gotcha. It was also the conviction that I love my wife, and when I said I'd do anything to save my marriage, did I really mean it? And mm-hmm. I did mean it. That's good. So the first thing I had to do was change my attitude. I hear surrender. Good. That's it good. was surrender. Yeah. He surrendered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went in there kind of like try to put the dude in there. Right. You know what I'm saying? But the dude yeah. flipped it on him. And, you know, before you know, it's okay. I give up. I give That's up. It. That's it. Had to be in a Mercy. submission <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you know, like mine a lot was um, for healing. You know, like I, I had to, that was something that we had to, to deal with, with was with my healing okay. and in secondary trauma, because, you know, like when we go and, and Scott has all these issues, you know, whether it's the PTSD or the sexual addiction or, or all of these things. And, and it's like, all right, let's put all of our energy and focus into getting Scott healed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He needs help. He needs help, you know, and he's got to be whole. And then at the end of it, you know, we're like, we're released from counseling and it's like, well, what about me? You know, because I've put all of my energy mm. into to that. And so wow. so my healing has been delayed. And, and actually, like, my healing t- took a lot longer. It took years, wow. you know, to, to get through all of that. And so um, it was really kind of, like, recognized. Because, like, you know, then Scott gets to the end of his. He's like, boom, I'm healed. Like, why aren't we, let's you go. know, <laughs> let's go. You know, and I'm like, well, I'm not there yet. You yeah, know, and yeah. it's like. Wow. So, so giving her the room to heal as well is mm-hmm. important. Yeah. But some, what are some of the things you 
did they they taught you like how did you get Mine how did really, you start healing like how did well uh, uh, forgiveness was huge I mean, okay forgiveness was huge and and not even just the understanding of what forgiveness is you know that it that, that it's for me it's not for him it's for me and then at that point when i forgive i decide the level of of how far i want to forgive is yeah. it is it reconciliation or is it like i forgive you and we're done you know, I, which would have, could have been an option. Yeah. And um, and then at that point, but then understanding that, you know, it, forgiveness is never just a one-time thing. It is recurring, you know. So, you know, we'd reach a point and I'd wake up one morning and I'd have, you know, just these, these soul-crushing feelings, you know, like the memories or anything like that. Yeah. It's just like, and I'd have to for, forgive again. Mm. And you forgive again. And then you... 70 see, times yeah, 7. 70 times done. 7. Every so many man. times people think forgive and forget and we're like, mm, mm. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't always And then apply. you gotta deal with the triggers that trigger stuff, right? So yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we, I mean, that, you know, I made a list of triggers and, and gave, you know, that's, communication's the only way that you can can really move past all of that so if communicating with yeah, him yeah. yeah and so if if uh he doesn't know what the triggers are you know and he doesn't always have to understand them but you know like i would give him a list of triggers and and stuff that got you going yeah mm-hmm. and um just because it wouldn't take much to put me into a depression or into you know just kind of that i mean it was a crazy cycle of just up and down up and down like trying to mm. To deal with the emotions of everything that went with it, with that, you yeah. Know? And, and then at the same time, like the counselor gave me a lot of defensive tools, you know, because he is a master interrogator, and it is psychological warfare. What did that look like? What did that look like when, as a what What did that look like from an Dynamic. unhealthy place? Yeah, because there's probably a healthy place for it sure. somewhere. No, <laughs> she's like, <"Whoa." laughs> like it's a trigger now. Like I can it's tell, like. You, you can tell, I, yeah, because you constantly gotta def- you gotta protect your heart from it, right? right like this right. isn't like it's a, a flesh. done. If, yeah. if the flesh kicks on or he starts yeah. feeling yeah. the flesh yeah. for a while, bam! Right? No. What I did mean, that look like? Give is, us an evening. Tell us an evening of well, that before. I mean, it before, was, before, and even I mean, for me, it was unnerving because I knew I I, I had this specialized training. I'd made sure. my career with this, and and you know, and, and I knew the the consequences. But yeah. when you're dealing in the in the criminal game, and and you know, with bad guys versus good, the lines are, are clear. But in, in my real life, and you know, it was like talking with her. It's like I never really cared what you said. It was always how you said it, when you said it, if you paused before you said it, if you looked somewhere else when you said it, what your hands were doing when you said it. And it was just a constant, it's a constant influx of information. And, and it really has nothing to do with her as the person. And, and I'm just evaluating everything mm. that she's doing or not doing. Yeah. And so, you know, and it's unnerving. I mean, when, she's, about right? when she's simply <laughs> like, like, I'm hungry. Like, to me, that did not mean she wants food. It's, I start thinking of how she said it, when she said it. Why did she say it now versus then? And so what does she really mean by when she says I'm hungry? Does it mean she wants to get away from me? Does it mean she's not? And, and, it's, and it's unnerving. Whoa. And then, so then my responses are, and a lot of a lot of that interrogation, and it doesn't have to. You don't have to be specially trained by the government no, no, to no, do sure. that. It could, you could just I did, be a dominant I did that as a fugitive, exactly. Because I was trying to figure out who the person. <laughs> I mean, it just was. Well, that's yeah. what you do, and and I didn't even realize. But you know, like, like she was like, your your face changes, you know. And I know that my eyes narrow, my nose flattens, really? I move in, and, and that's just that feel like like 
I'm not, you know, I'm not liking what you're saying, yeah, right? Yeah. I thanks need you to change. Hey, thanks for the tip. I'm yeah. like, hey, Scott, right now you're sure asking a whole lot of Bible <laughs> questions coming at me like that, you know? That's so it's just, you know, and, and that's, it's a very dominating, domineering position. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, we're going to talk until I get the answer that I want to hear. And that crushed your spirit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It threw you into depression, as you were mm-hmm. saying. Yeah. And so how do you... Today, because you're like you recognize it, you guys just use tools. You guys mm-hmm. communicate more and say, "Hey." Well, I think I'm to a, a place too where, like, where it was at, it would crush me before. Like, I'm a lot stronger now, and yeah. I'm like, mm, "Stop." Now you're giving them knives like this, and yeah. you're leaning in, and you're like, "What the heck?" Yeah, no, <laughs> and it's the like, she the like you can recognize it as it's starting to take form. You know, just yeah. like when because PTSD flares up the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I can always tell. You just learn to we know each other well you know like you learn to to read your your spouse that well yeah. and and now it's just like Mm-mm, stop okay. think about you know and and mm-hmm. and i don't put up with it yeah like whereas before like that i would i would just cower mm-hmm. in the sure yeah. mm-hmm. sure so you i mean so there is a life after PS, ptsd you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's a continually walking out mm-hmm. you know and you know on the on that interrogation side i guess yeah. you know when God really healed us and really healed me, and you know, you, you start thinking back, it's like, God, why'd you let me suffer? Why'd you let me go through this stuff? Mm-hmm. Why'd you let me? And then, then he, you know, he's like, okay, take off that earthly crown, and when I'm ready to put it back on your head, I'll dust it off and I'll restore it to you. Nice. But now that that ability to kind of cut through the BS is really when I'm when I'm ministering to men and counseling men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It allows me to. Okay, I, I got a few people saying. I need you to meet. Mm. Yeah, well, it is right because mostly men. It's like, hey, how's it going? Okay, and we know right off the bat mm-hmm. it's not okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's really taught me with with a, with a heart of, with a heart of Christ, the heart of a father. Right. Is let's keep de- pulling those those layers back off the onion. Nice. So the, in a in a Christian way, in a God gifted way, it's mm. it's become very beneficial. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that because what the enemy meant for harm, I just I God will turn it around. God yeah. will always turn it around. Yeah. You know, I feel like a lot of times the enemy is developing you for the kingdom, and he don't even know it. You know, I like know. He's, That's you know, it's just based on a lie. But when you finally realize the truth, and you've been developed, you've yeah. really developed because you were yeah. actually going after that wholeheartedly yeah. from a flesh place right. yeah. and so you like got, try to get master at it and then you get saved and it's like wait a minute I'm pretty good at this yeah. I just gotta do this this way right. Right. you know That's and exactly uh, right. now you're changing lives right cause yeah. even there's probably guys out there when you write your book for the police department and all those people that um, you guys have done stuff for first responders all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff right where they're like that's me now yeah. Oh yeah, right. right? That's that's almost a daily interaction with people around the country, and and you know, and the wives will read most of the time. It's the wives that'll read our, our marriage book on, for law enforcement. It's yeah. called Uncuffed, uh, Bulletproof in the Law Enforcement. Where do they marriage. find that? That's on Amazon, Barnes, everywhere. Okay. Um, do you guys have a website or something for uh, all your books and everything? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's at um, fivestonespress.org. Fivestonespress.org. And um, <laughs> she so, goes, yeah. like, is that she's right? like, mm, is, that, is that accurate? <laughs> but you, you'll get these emails, and they're like, oh my gosh, like I'm not the only one. Right. Somebody else went through this, and that's that's the that's really the the most disadvantaged place for a victim is to feel like they're the only one, mm-hmm. right? I'm the only one. I've mm-hmm. got to be wrong because nobody else can live like this. And then when they realize, oh my gosh, like everybody's struggling. Yeah. And this is how you deal with it. So we do. We get a lot of interaction from people. 
It's really good. I like it. You want to go to another break? Yeah, we'll be right back. We're appreciating this amazing conversation with Dr. We're, Scott and Well, Leon, I can't so wait to they go back to the future. <laughs> wow, we're back. Man, this has been exciting. Yeah, I want to jump into the powerful. segments. Okay, go for it. Um, no, no, no. Oh, okay. Uh, wh- which one are we going to do first? Okay, we're going to um, kick it off with Dear Younger Me. <laughs> Dear Younger right? Me. Right, so we explain that a little bit. Um, so, Dear Younger Me, we put you in the DeLorean. Take us back. We'll do it separately, Come right? On. We'll take us back to a younger version of yourself. Tell us what that looked like. Maybe it was, you know, yeah. 20-year-old Scott or, you know, single mom, Leah, whichever one. Yeah. Um, what were you like? And if you could give them a piece of advice, what would it be? You go first. first. <laughs> you go first. What, what, what advice? It could be Where when you were in your back. It really yeah. doesn't matter when. It could be last Because there's, yeah. there's always something you've learned <laughs> now, now right. that you didn't know. Yeah. You know, you know I, would, I would go back to when I was first uh, when I was first saved, when I first received first got saved. Christ. Okay. I was uh, 25 years old. Okay. And I was on fire for Christ. Mm-hmm. I was on fire. Yeah. And... And I knew nothing. I literally grew up in a godless home. Yeah. We didn't. We weren't even CEOs. You know, Christmas, yeah. Easter only. Ah, priesters. We never ever went to church, and and so it wasn't until I went off to college in Mississippi, the Bible Belt, that I first mm-hmm. heard about Jesus Christ. Wow. And yeah. So, but when I was saved at 25, mm-hmm. I uh, I was so on fire for Christ, but I had no mentorship. There was no discipleship. Yeah. It was just I would go in and like my life, I was struggling. And I would show up at church, and it was a denomination, and and they're like, "How's it going, brother?" And I'm like, "All right, you know." Yeah, yeah. And then I would sit, and I'd be like, "What do I do now? Come back next Sunday." <laughs> so I'd come back next Sunday, and how's it going, brother? And 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 during those how's it going, brothers, like my life was just a wreck. Mm. I was trying to figure out Christianity. I was. Mm-hmm. I started reading the Bible. I started reading like Deuteronomy, and I'm like, "This is like freaking me out." The advice I would have given the 25-year-old me mm-hmm. was to find a, a Christian man and be become a disciple. Yeah, allow mm, someone to disciple you, because eventually, I got a little frustrated and, and sure. I, I quit walking. I, I just quit coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how's it going, brother? Just wouldn't feed my spirit. Who knows how many things yeah. would have been avoided just out of oh, a simple, man. hey, I'm going to walk with another guy yeah. that can teach me oh, something. Big time. Yeah. And, and, and you know, that's the beauty of going back into the DeLorean, right? Because maybe you learned a lot of things that you couldn't go back, but somebody's listening right now. Yeah. And they could say, you know what? I need to do that. I need yeah. to do that right now. I need to find somebody that can teach me. It's a little older in their walk that can help me. Right. So I don't wind up. Because you can save a lot of time out of that one piece of advice. I know. You I know. know? Yeah. No, it's, that was good. That yeah. was good. Now the DeLorean came back, and there's the guy. He's like, let's go, Leah. <laughs> no. Well, actually, mine's not too far off. I grew up in church, and um, and my mom was church secretary. Yeah. And um, you know, we talk about church hurt, and she was hurt okay. in the church. I think I was I was eighth going into high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that that transition between. Right. And we left the church, and we never went back. Wow. And that was such a pivotal year for me, like to to lose that peer group, to lose all of those things. And, yeah. And if I could give advice, it would be to go back to that point. And How old were you? About 13? 14, 14, yeah. Okay, so you'd go to 14-year-old. Where were you? Yeah. Where were you sitting? Not good. <laughs> <laughs> and so there you go. Now yeah. you're going to talk to her, and what would you say? No, I mean, I, I would say to, to stay the course, to whatever you had to do to find, to stick with those friends, to stick with that, that youth group, you know, mm-hmm. to, to keep at it, to not let her hurt become your mm-hmm. hurt. Yeah. 
And um, because it did, it kept me out of church and it kept my walk. I mean, I just, I walked away from everything and it changed the course of my life because then I got into high school and I started doing things I shouldn't have been doing. You heard you it, know? stay the course, yeah. don't grow weary. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, as a couple, what advice, I'm gonna put you back in the door and you just got back and I'm like, okay. both of y'all get back in the car. All right. <laughs> and so I'm sending you back and you, based upon what you know about your marriage now, speaking to yourself, newlyweds mm-hmm. what would you say to yourselves then <laughs> you go first well a, I was there's, so, there's so, so much many, yeah <laughs> so many things. but what 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 good advice because maybe there's somebody's married out there and they're like you know well i'm about Someone, to get married yeah that yeah. they can relate you know, because you guys because you could have did some things were... to maybe further the process right right without going through Plus the, the stuff blended yeah. family that you shared and stuff mm-hmm. like that you, you know i, I think as we, as we were just we were listening was when we first got married, we were, we were we were we weren't doing it right, but we were going to church. Not not that just showing up at a building. We yeah, were yeah. trying. We were trying to. We were be, remaining faithful. Yeah. We never turned our back. Mm-hmm. And and God told us. He said, "You're going to have a ministry, writing books and helping marriages." Mm-hmm. That was right off the bat. Mm-hmm. That was a small seed that God planted. Yeah. And we laughed. We're like, seriously? Like we're so jacked up. You're seriously going to trust us? To help yeah. anybody, mm-hmm. but God's God's prayers, those prayers, those fa- those promises, never go unanswered. Yeah, those seeds always bloom and blossom in some way. So now you look years later, and we do have a marriage ministry. Yeah, we are helping people walk through life together. Mm-hmm. So the the advice that I would have gone back and told us was, hey guys, trust in that promise. The promises mm. of God are always going to bear fruit. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's really yeah. good. Mine's a little different. Yeah, I um, mine would be well. If I was giving it to, I guess, to both of us, I would say to go with your gut, you know, because we delayed things a lot and just hit it and, and kept it under the, the he's a chief of police and I'm a New York Times yeah. bestseller yeah, yeah, yeah. facade. Right. You know, and if we'd started started digging digging Healing out, early. Yes. Oh, uh, that's so good. Yeah. We would have, you know, I mean, we, we lived in a lot of misery for the first really the first year of our marriage yeah you know yeah because i I, okay like i always think stuff like that i guess because you know obviously the show but i I always think and i always say like if i can go back and and me ruthie like we did a lot of like soul searching and uh basically something that i just call the tree which will be in the next book right and Mm so uh just to really find out where some of those things happened and i would have done that pre-marriage you with me i would have got in the wrenches with like a counselor and just like both of us let's just lay it out there and had all of that because i feel like then you we would have went into the marriage maybe we would have started off a little like but i feel like we would have skipped a lot of the processes that we would have had that we did while married that if i would have known some of these tools we probably could have went in a little easier you know rather than it's over you know and then try to figure it out like at least we would have had a hammer and a screwdriver we didn't have anything no tools we're just like in jesus name you know (laughs) trying to like figure out divorce is so expensive Yeah. yeah Yes, yes. Like, now I'm a Christian. I just can't leave you, you know? Yeah, it's like yeah. all these yeah. little things that, oh you, you know, 
I'm like, man, I just would have did counseling when we didn't need it. Right. But we did need it. Yeah. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. when you don't think you need it. Yeah. You know? yeah. No, I think even healthy people need counseling. I mean, yeah. it's, mm. you never know. I need it now. Yeah. <laughs> if you're out there. <laughs> right. <laughs> We've got a few minutes left. We're going to jump into the next one, um, which is the struggle was real, right? Mm. So we hear a lot of people talk about the struggle is real right now, but we want to help um, the people who are listening that maybe can relate to what you guys are sharing, your life story, maybe your marriage yeah. or, or anything that you have shared before and um, share with us something that you struggled with, but then how you overcame it. And it can be recent. It can be, you know, in mm. the past, anything like that. Come on. Keep it real. <laughs> you go first again. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Something you struggled with that yeah. you overcame. Yeah. No, you know, and I I think because... How you overcame it. I'll tell you, one one of the things was when I was 50 years old, and, and I may have shared this story once, but when I was 50 years old, I, I'd been struggling, struggling with our marriage, struggling with PTSD, struggling with past pain, and, and it wasn't until I surrendered mm. to that struggle. I was medicating my addiction. I was mm-hmm. medicating my pain. And, and medication never heals. It just satiates the pain. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I was 50 years old that, that God, had, God had put into my heart and made me realize that the reason for a lot of my personal dysfunction was because I'd been, I'd been sexually molested and, and, uh, and just a, you know, my whole We need a whole nother show for that one. Yeah. So, and it was, it was at 50 years old that I realized that my first time being molested was at, at 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and, you know, and I really, I hated the person that did that to me. Mm-hmm. And, and forgiveness, God showed me what forgiveness meant. And he showed me that forgiveness was for me, not for the offender. It doesn't mean what you did right. to me was right. It meant that I was free from the offense that exactly. had taken place. And it wasn't until I gained that freedom that I was able to start moving towards healing. So really one good. of the things is like, like, like the struggle is real. And what I would tell people, especially people that deal with abuse as a younger person, is don't judge little you by today's you. Because mm-hmm. I used to like hate like young Scott, right? Yeah. I'm like, you little punk, how could you have been a victim? How could you let that happen? But that's me, Scott, talking. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't there back then. Right. That's so really that carries good. we carry a lot of guilt based on that that self condemnation. He's beating himself up. Yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's what we do. We keep heaping guilt on ourselves for allowing something to happen that was out of our control back that's then. Right. Super right. super mm-hmm. good. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is good. Oh man, for me, the struggle is real. The struggle was the because struggle. you overcame it. Thank you. <laughs> or maybe you're, yeah, you're overcame it. You overcame it. Maybe you're still overcoming. Or maybe, it. Yeah, maybe you're like in it's the okay. middle of a. You know, I think forgiveness is probably the key to to all of it. Okay. Uh, being the struggle was real because with me, you know, because I I like Scott said, you know, like I was crushed to dust, and it's like I know that there's women like that out there. Yeah. That have gone through everything. Like you're you're dealing with other women. You're dealing with with all of these things that are coming in and you're like, and it's sometimes it's easier to forgive him than it is to forgive everybody else. Mm. Mm. And I really struggled with that. Like, especially like people that were friends who knew what was going on. And so it's like, like understanding that forgiveness. uh, I mean, I, I had like a litany in the shower of of names, you know, and I would have to speak them every day. And of all of these people. Because you were upset that they did nothing? Yeah. Is that? Or didn't say anything. Or, or didn't like, say they just pretended like, you yeah, know, yeah. I was their friend and, you know. Yeah. But everybody else knew what was going on. Wow. Kind of thing. You know, I mean, it's that, yeah, cop, yeah. that cop code of silence. And then, yeah. And then you're dealing with, with, you know, other women at the same time. And it was, and it was really, 
hard for me. Like it was, it was easier to forgive him than it was to forgive those other people. Wow. And, um, and so like, I really had to, to just speak the names out loud and, and, you know, I mean, there's power in the spoken word. Right. And so when you, when you speak the names like that, I mean, I don't know how many months it took, but it took months. It didn't take, mm-hmm. you know, just one time. It took months to just keep forgiving, keep forgiving, keep forgiving. That's really, really good. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have another question? Oh, no, did we have another? Oh, yeah. Do you um, want to do another one? Yeah, well, no. What I want to ask is what advice um, would you give, you know, if you just said, boom, you know, I'm going to give this advice to someone today. Uh, based upon what God has taught you, what advice would that be? Mm-hmm. Someone listening out there. Mm-hmm. Well, from a man's perspective, I, I always... 1 Corinthians 16, 13, 14 really changed my life. And, and it's, it's said, you know, stand strong, be firm, act like men. And that's 13. Yeah. And I could do that. I could be hard and tough. 14 says, and in all you do, do in love. Mm. And, and I'd missed that part until I mm. surrendered. And God, yeah. Yeah, love wins. That's exactly yeah. what it was. Uh-huh. So for men, the advice that I would, is that you can be strong, stand mm-hmm. guard, and act like men. But in all you do doing love mm-hmm. man he has that voice yeah. you know <laughs> he has that voice he kind of got me right there i was like this You're like, okay. <laughs> i see i see yes, it, I, I see <laughs> yes i will love today you know he, he, you know he's like all burly and then he's like he's like or husky he's all husky <laughs> you know the big biker guy he right and then he's like and then he's like hey then he goes you know and then he's like in love <laughs> you know so you would never think he's like this tall guy you know biker looking uh, you know just from the voice i love you dude i love you too <laughs> okay <laughs> so yeah, what advice would you give what oh. advice would you give uh, any advice that is dear to your heart that you would give to another person out there yeah i think that um i think submission is the key and it's a, a the word that's probably the most in, misunderstood sure you know and i think especially for women okay it's the most misunderstood because if you're submitting you know, I mean, we all we all have to submit to somebody. Yeah. And I, I think one of the best pieces of advice I got, you know, for for Scott was to honor him where I want him to be, not where he currently is. Mm-hmm. And um, so good. And you know, like, and you have to submit to do that because not they're not always honorable and they're not always mm-hmm. deserving of your respect. And but if you submit, if you're submitting to the Holy Spirit. You know, and you're really digging into that scripture yeah. <laughs> about about wives submit. And, you know, and it's like we were talking about earlier. Like he puts it in print because it's necessary. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because that's not something we do well. Mm-hmm. And and if you do, if you have that heart of submission, where you can honor him where he deserves to, where he you want him to be, where mm-hmm. you see him being. Show me know. what that looks like. Man, honor it, him. It, yeah. Honor him to where oh he my gosh. Be. What does it look like? Like he's incredible. Like I mean, if you saw. It, you know him, yeah. so you know his heart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But look, he loves. Yeah, he loves people like like I've never ex, ex, experienced or seen. You know the way that he loves men, the way that he has a heart for him, the way he stays up at night. You know, and and worries about them so or cries good. for them or, you know, I mean. That's really really yeah. good. You guys, I you know we need like a couple parts to this thing. We need <laughs> yeah. to mm-hmm. do different things, but we, I'm pretty sure we'll see them the again. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Thank you so much for joining us on our show. Where's your website? Where can they reach you? Yeah. At scottsilvery.com. Scottsilvery.com and Five Stones People. Press. Five Stones People.com. Five Stones People.com. I'm telling you, they're incredible. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget that if you delight in the Lord, He'll give you the desires of your heart, mm-hmm. which is really His heart. Go after Him. Mm-hmm.
Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank yeah. you all for being our guests. Be sure to watch us on YouTube at This Is Real with Juan Martinez. And if you're looking for a home church, you can visit us at www.getwrapped.tv for all of the information, service times, and locations. Or you can write us at PO Box 671-626, Houston, Texas 77267. And finally, we want to thank all of our partners for making this show possible by showing love and support. And if you would like to partner with us, you can do that by visiting juanmartinez.tv. And we're going to end the show with the heavy hitter of the week, and that is uh, the song Priorities by Andy Minio. So stick around and take a listen, and don't forget... As we always say, that's, that's a wrap. wrap. <laughs> <laughs>